0: Welcome, 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 welcome to the comic, comic, oh, comic, yeah. presents Dragon Eden, face, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, popping oh, right in the, the <laughs> Hale. yeah, we do, we oh, want to yeah. punch
1: fucking Mark Ruffalo right in his cocksucker,
0: yeah, <laughs> gonna fucking kick him in his buffalo, I don't know, yeah. Ruffle no. up his ruffalo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure.
1: We were just talking about how annoying that guy is on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chelsea didn't realize you should look him up. And
2: I already was.
1: Oh, were you already? Yeah, of course I was. <laughs> like... yeah, I, I bet you the fucking I first totally was. Hey, post you see.
2: On. You sound really loud <laughs> in my headphones. Do just... it? Yeah, just you. Yeah. Why? That's I don't weird. know
3: how about um, now you gotta be level that's good. yeah that's better yeah, yeah
2: thank you yeah. sorry uh, <laughs> well
1: I, I i mean it's kind of weird with this mic well i mean you, it's a very fine
0: mm-hmm.
1: adjustment between like halfway and just over with all these mics and then it's hard to get them all balanced sometimes yeah for sure yeah. but oh, no yeah. now it sounds
2: totally fine but it yeah. did
1: sound kind of loud
2: Yeah, Well, yeah, it was weird because I was like, everybody else sounds okay. Maybe it's just me. I couldn't
1: tell if it was just my headphones or not. Mm. So thanks for saying Mm -hmm. something.
0: (laughs) But hey, we're doing a new anime. Um, We're doing Cowboy Bebop. Mm -hmm. Three, two,
2: one, let's jam.
0: Yeah. 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 It's (laughs) one of the best (laughs) intro songs ever. It is, and it makes
2: me speed like a mofo. I've noticed when I'm driving, I'm like, oh. Oh,
1: yeah, it is like a... It is kind of like that too. It Makes you want to jump around and like, yeah. If it you're is. Driving, I'm like, you know,
2: wanna... going down 21st Street, and I'm like, I look down. I'm like, oh, I'm going 45 miles an hour <laughs> in a
3: 30. <30." laughs> yeah, exactly. The song, it, pin it, pin it. The song I trips mean, our dog out. I sound too. exactly like the song. You do. You really yeah. do. Yeah. Like
0: spot they're, they're on.
1: They're like,
3: it's uncanny,
0: right? <laughs> yes. Overall, i saw a tear run down your cheek this yes. show is amazing though essentially um you do have a little bit of space cowboys that are bounty hunters starts out with two guys and they kind of uh form a in ragtag one ca- bunch in one ship. Ca- Anna, you had a really good analogy for it on our final episode of um trigun you compared it to almost like Guardians of the Galaxy, which I thought was a pretty good comparison. Yeah, you could see them existing
1: yeah, in the sure. same yeah. in the, you could see them as just one of those space crews that are in just this little ragtag team like they of could misfits. land on they could land on nowhere and it wouldn't be out of place. Mhm. Except for Spike's clothes, I mean that's clearly an earth kind yeah. of thing. Right. I mean they don't really dress like like that out in space unless you're on that uh, what'd they call that planet in the third one? Uh, negative Earth, or what'd they call it? Oh, yeah, I think it...
2: God, I don't I don't remember. Fuck, I
1: well, the one that the High Evolutionary made. Have you seen it? I have not. Dude. So... I know. I've seen it twice. Have you? Yeah. 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 I took... I had to go again, dude. I'm like, I loved it so much that I was like, I feel like I missed stuff. I gotta go again. And, <laughs> and it's just as good the second time, man. Like pull your fucking heart out of your chest that movie
0: yeah
1: if you want to uh, i think <coughs> is it out uh our guardians episode no
2: i haven't seen it out yet because i've been keeping an well, eye out for it be well there will be a
1: an episode of the main show for that it was me chelsea dj nike and of course bill yep
2: we went yeah. live for it
1: mm-hmm. so if you haven't seen that no it did come out because it did it yeah Okay. Yeah, mm. so that one's out now. Go to comiczone.com check that out. And you'll yep. get our full reactions of that
3: movie. You need yeah. to go see it. But now I can't talk about it. because <laughs> You're fine. He doesn't
2: care. He He's not into the MCU I, like we are. I got
3: but, burned out on it years ago. So uh, Yeah, but yeah. this is still, still part
1: of what was originally going on. You know I what know. I mean? The Guardians just got to wrap it up,
3: bro. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll see it at some point, I'm sure.
1: Okay. Well, I
0: love it. I wouldn't and say they necessarily wrapped it up. I would say it's more of a continuation. They wrapped up that team. That yeah, team, they the, yeah. and they did it very well. Cuz they have a slightly and, new roster. And now. James
1: Gunn is gone, of course. But mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what they do with the new team and if if they can find the right director, maybe the guy that did Ragnarok starts doing them. What's his name? Just uh
2: like Watiti? Is that who did it?
1: Uh I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It was. It, well, he's great, and I think he'd be a good person to take over that franchise. So do I. You no, know, you get a lot of Thor mixed in with the Guardians, which I love.
2: I think if he could keep it um, to where it's not super little kiddish, though. Uh, you
1: just try to kind of keep the same feel. Not, You don't want the same exact thing because it is a different team. Quill's gone. That's uh, true. And a big part of the way the team or why they were the way they were, and they listened to music. And you as you see, the, he in the first movie, he's the only one listening to music. Right. By the second movie, the whole team's watching music. By the third movie in the Christmas special, everybody on Nowhere is listening to music all the time.
2: Mm-hmm. That's awesome.
1: And I, I didn't bring this up in that uh, Guardians because we had so much to unpack. But I was oh. like, we did. It's almost like the music is one of the characters and a huge driving force of the story in general. Most definitely. But, uh, without the music, it wouldn't be the same thing. It really
2: yeah. wouldn't. I think the music is definitely a huge part of that, for and sure. One,
1: and one of my favorite songs that uh, were Space Hog, uh, in the meantime, when they're in that surreal moment, when they're all wearing the different colored suits and floating through space... Uh, and it plays that song and that's always been one of my favorites and I thought that was an amazing scene it's just a really solid 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 it
2: kind of like speaking of you know like the music conversation that's kind of a good um segue um for me back into cowboy bebop because I've noticed that I really I love all of the like the jazz music that's kind of like me too the filler but then I've really enjoyed how they've thrown like that heavy metal that sounded like a Iron Maiden cover band in there when VT mm. the trucker showed up or how like they'll maybe have like some ballads going on in the background during certain moments and even the use of music in that show I'm actually really impressed with i i like it i think it's done it's very well dra-
1: it's a again another driving force it really in, is in the show. It, it's like very, very much so like they were very specific in picking what music they did and it sets the tone a lot of times in scenes mm-hmm. you get that uh bluesy you know i mean it it wants to cast uh yeah this is the future yeah we've gone beyond earth but it's still hard being a human right. in this. Mm-hmm. And it's a, like a level two civilization, I think, because you'd be a solar. Yeah, they're intersolar, yeah. Yeah, so they're yeah. like a level two civilization.
2: Well, and, and it's interesting to me how they've like colonized the, the other planets, and Earth looks like a total shithole. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. It, it sucks living some places more than others. You get on yep. some of these other planets, and it's.
3: Yeah, Mars or Ganymede or, you know. And it, right. it just
1: shows we're not doing, you would think, leaving all, all the same they did on Earth. And it's, you just got a bigger solar system to do it in. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: exactly.
1: Which by, I mean, that's another thing to keep in mind is they aren't flying around the galaxy. They're only staying within our solar system. Right. This entire show, I just I think that's a that's yeah, I was distinction, say, but a, a small one, but important. I, I say think. I'm glad
2: you kind of brought that up because I wondered that too. Honestly, like how much through space they were going. Truthfully, especially you know when they're doing like some of their chase scenes and they're going through like the mm. little portals and stuff. You know, I did wonder that. So that's kind of helpful to know that they're just kind of in our. Solar right. system around because I've noticed that they've been going to like our planets and stuff like that too. Which
3: mm-hmm. well, that's what Ganymede looks like. So mm-hmm. you know, it, which is a moon. But What's that? Right, right. It's a moon. Of uh, where? Uh, I'm trying to remember. It's either Saturn or is um,
1: that where they're at? That's one it, of the planets. Yeah, yeah a lot that of the they time, go to. that's
3: Jupiter. A, a lot Jupiter. of the
1: times they are going to the moons of the planets. Yeah, they're there's not like the
2: moons. I know they've gone to at least Venus for sure. They went to
0: right.
1: Yeah, a lot of the time though they're landing on the moons and not not even the planets because I mean they're gas giants. God, it
2: makes me it gives me such horrid anxiety whenever Spike likes to do his little floaty thing out in space. Like I'm I'm just one of well, those people that the idea of like Just floating out into space and dying just freaks me out. And so watching him do it, I'm like...
0: Well, that's just his character, which I love, you know? Like, he's balls to the wall. He's the type of bounty hunter that's going to fucking, you know... He's got Boba Fett on his mind, you know? Him and and Boba Fett would be kind of a cool battle, I'd think. Okay, so
1: so you said you were into the 10th episode or whatever? Yeah,
2: we yep, we watched through episode 10.
0: what's going on right now? So... So that one focused on jet and a little bit of his back story. Why his girl
3: left him. Right. Yep. Yep.
0: But I really like how they, so far, how the story has flown with the characters. The first one, well, the first episode is of course you get to know spike and jet and their kind of relationship, you know, um, how they're poor. You know, they're good bounty hunters, but it always gets fucked up for them in the well, end. Well,
1: everything's expensive. So, right. they, I mean, they're just living paycheck to paycheck. Yep. So, Jets, making, Or everybody uh,
2: dies so they can't get one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to
1: so, think how much it would cost to just maintain a spaceship. Oh, well, God. yeah. And I mean, so Jet,
0: when he's cooking, he's like, Yeah, I've got bell pepper and beef. But and uh, there's gets no whole food, the beef. Yeah, he's like, There's no beef. How is this bell pepper and beef? He's like, Just pretend there is. <laughs> Use your imagination. Yeah. yeah, we've all been there. Exactly. We have. You know what I mean, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. so that was kind of a cool episode. But then the next major <coughs> character we get in this kind of dysfunctional Where space family yep. is um Ayn. And I absolutely love Ayn. It's a corgi. So of course Chelsea and I are kind of um partial to it because of our yeah, little baby duchess. duchess. Yeah, we have yep. our
2: little our little Merle girl. And
0: I but, knew you'd love that part. Yeah, we but love Ayn. Ayn looks just like uh Chelsea and Scott's uh, mom and dad's corgi. Yep. uh, Maisie. So it's kind of cool. Um, Same like white stripe on the nose. Damn near perfect, I would say.
2: Well, and I love that. Wasn't it like one of the producers that had a pet corgi? And so...
0: That's why
1: they added it?
2: Yeah. And so, and it's fun to watch it too. And just how perfect they've kind of gotten their personality, the in their the manner dog. yeah especially yeah. corgis themselves because they are they very much have lots of personality and so that's well, been um,
0: and Ian is a, what they call a data dog so i i can't remember is that so he's essentially like modified to be smarter than even an average dog right he's he, as smart as a human Right, exactly. So, Ein is really intelligent, is which I really? like. Yeah, I didn't. We must have missed that. Part. I really like. They
3: mention it, but they don't do anything with it. Well, I like that they mention sucks. that
0: for a corgi because corgis are a very smart breed, so it makes sense. You yeah, know, it makes I mean. you wonder if a dogs
1: already has to be a smart before you could do that, or if it has got to be one of the smart. It would only exactly. work with certain breeds.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and it's just it's fun because I. So we we are also currently watching um, Neon Genesis Evangelion. And then, of course, we watched Trigun before this. And, you know, Trigun has the cat. Evangelion has the little penguin. um, Cowboy Bebop has the corgi. And it's stupidly fun for me looking for the animals and seeing them in every episode. And just kind of one of those Mm -hmm. cute little fun things about them that I enjoy, especially since a lot of their source material is so heavy. It's
3: kind of fun. 90s anime was better.
1: With, <laughs> yeah. Well, even Dragon
3: Ball Z and
1: Dragon Ball Dr. Brief's cat
0: that's always I on his I love his cat. And he also mm-hmm. had a little dinosaur friend Goku had in Dragon Ball for a while.
1: Yuhaku show Hakusho uh, Yusuke's got his bird. You mean Gohan? <laughs> or Goku?
0: Goku. Or is it Gohan? Well, they're just... I it was
1: the, Goku. he Gohan does have a f- little... Uh Dragon. Gohan. He right. does have a little dragon that he hangs with, but the, you only see him ve- like very little in the actual show. He's mostly in the original movies,
0: right? I know that Icarus. They, they brought Icarus back for a couple episodes. I it wanna was
1: say. I want. I think it was during, <laughs> right after Frieza, and they were back on Yeah, Earth. I think you see. Oh, him. I remember so Icarus. Cool. Okay, yeah. yeah. But yeah. he's mostly he's not really in the show. But a lot. We, so know, cute. But yeah, we, we know, but we
0: know in DBZ they get kind of a new pet mascot, and that is B throughout the rest of the series. You don't see B in every episode, but that's You see, see
1: B mostly during the Majin Buu saga. Right? He's yeah. a big driving force of boobing. Like, separating from, like, the good and evil parts. Yep.
0: Right, and then you see him grown up in Super, which is B, cool. Because <laughs> B gets
1: shot by that piece of shit fucking
0: dude. Yeah, that mercenary. Nope.
2: Dude, every time Ayn gets, like, kicked or something in the show and makes, like, a
0: well, noise, speaking, I'm like, ah. Speaking of that, the next character we're interested to, who's a total bitch to Ayn, which is fucked up, but is Faye um, Valentine. Faye Valentine is kind of a what would you call her a gambling kind of a drunk uh, con artist yeah a con artist i guess would be a good way of putting her Mm -hmm. yeah um she's pretty cool as a character in herself i mean she's pretty unlikable at first but then she kind of grows on you or at least she did for me well Well, it's kind
1: of like in steins gate you get these people on the surface initially and they seem like shitty people some of them but then you find, end, a lot of the time, sympathy for these guys because they all have fucked up pasts and they're all running from something. And that's why I compared it to Guardians, especially the first movie, when they first kind of become a team. Right. And then a family. And then, you know what I mean? And that's kind of how this show goes, too.
2: Well, and in like one of the last episodes we watched, at the end, Spike is sitting there and he's like, three things I hate. Children. Animals and I can't remember, and like women with like attitudes yeah, or some shit. Like, with
0: attitudes. and she's like
2: sitting there, face in there on the couch, like a face mask, smoking her cigarette, you know, and stuff. Yeah. And it, it just cracks me up. And he's like, and somehow we ended up with all three of them. And I like that they just sort of just became this ragtag team kind of. Just by accident, by way of, you know, the different bounties they were going on, brought them into connection with these characters. And
1: have they shown any of their pasts yet?
2: Only one is Jet so far. Um, far. You know, he, he was
1: you know, he was a cop.
2: Spike. Yes. And Spike, we know that. So we saw the church scene and we know that he's dealing with Sid Vicious and um that's what i'm calling him forever now that's how i remember that's vicious so him and sid vicious you know they obviously have a past and that blonde bitch was like "Hmm," humming to fucking spike and then you know she was fucking vicious because we had like the little flashback scene and i was like damn what a bitch and that's about all i got (laughs) that's all we know of him well well
3: Without I mean this isn't really a spoiler. So Spike and Vicious work together in the Red Dragon crime syndicate.
2: Well I knew they worked together, obviously. They yeah. Were, like they that were was
3: enforcers, assassins, that
1: kind of thing. Yeah. Right, that's, yeah. That's yeah. why Spike is so good. So it's at kind of what a John Wick thing too. And yeah. that's what you yeah. were talking about. Is well, it, like there's even more, he, he, but... he tried to leave the
3: life and yeah, and they you know yeah. yeah yeah it's good shit.
2: Well, and it's it's I've been comparing it to Trigun so much I can't help it because we literally just watched it and it it kind of reminds me of the same vibes as whereas you know you get these episodes of you know Spike and Jed doing their bounty hunting and
1: they don't really further the story much.
2: Well those and it's stories. you're kind of thrown into the middle of it and you get, you know, those episodes where even like we said with Trigon, it's kind of the wash rinse repeat, you know, of like we get to see this little bounty hunting thing happening and stuff. But I think the thing that makes it so interesting for me is the people that they're hunting are they're, they're- also interesting to me, like the the guy that's like an old man that looks like a little kid. And um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when they helped that guy that had the gray ash flower that episode yeah. shocked me to my core when they that shot him through heavy i it was episode. very heavy like i was all like yay like they got the flower and then the guy gets shot through the chest and i was just like
0: oh. yeah like yeah. oh no
3: yeah this show i told you guys this show has no kitty elements
0: really it's an adult show like i what
3: trigun should have been it's what Trigun should have been.
0: Yep. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Well, and that's something that where like I kind of disagree. I think there has only been maybe two, three tops episodes that maybe you could argue hasn't furthered plot or anything like that.
1: Even if, even when it doesn't further the plot, it they, still it's still mad. It's working still building, on It's building and, the world,
0: and yeah, like you said, building. it. Yeah. A, yeah I feel not, like the it,
2: characters we get a little bit more well, of and each we get episode.
0: Introduced to um. You know, over time, it's not—they're not all right there, right at the beginning, like Trigun. And then you just don't really get a lot of development on them as it goes. This one, it slowly introduces a level, but now episodes of that with each one of them individually, and I like that style of writing better. But like I was talking to Mike um, Thursday night about, That's I'm not really going. Drunk. I'm not as critical. We know. Yeah, we know. (laughs) I don't want to be as critical on Trigun as I was just because knowing that that was that guy's first manga and anime ever, and this is a team comprised of like seven or eight writers, and the guy that was a lead writer for Cowboy Bebop already had, you know, seven or eight works under his belt. You know, there's a lot more experience for Bebop in that writing room than there was for Trigun. For sure. So I won't like bitch on Trigun as much for that, but I will say though, this is a lot more of an enjoyable experience for me as a consumer. Same and, for and, sure.
2: And that's that's what I was saying. Like it's it's hard. Like I don't want to compare too harshly, but I, I can't help it though. It's very easy
0: Well and we to should do. though because they came out around the same time. They're, they're, they're very they're the mar- same setting.
1: They're kinda, you know, they're they are very similar. Yes, yeah. very much and so. A big part of what makes those Epis- those the episodic nature of it better. It's like each episode is a excellent story in itself. Like you were saying, it makes the people that they're hunting interesting because you do get. They manage to get you emotionally attached to a lot they of them. They do.
2: Like, even with the trucker gal, VT, how she's got this stack of cash, and people are trying to guess her name, and I was like, I know Spike is going to know it kind of thing, you yeah. know? And and her cat. Loved the cat. Zeros. And, um, and so, yeah, her with, like, just th- being this, like, badass trucker bitch, and then you know, the whole like name kind of thing and stuff and then her and the you know
0: music in that episode. Oh
2: it was so was my good. Also, and also
3: Spike using his gun to shoot himself over to that. Yes, show. Yeah. exactly.
2: That part I was so anxious, but him using his gun, the fact that she helped him out, even though she hates bounty hunters and I like how he just let her keep her cash, you know, and stuff. And it's so all those small things in just that short episode it just makes it so much better, and I think th- they make the characters seem more real. You know, the and only relatable, yeah. E- the even only...
1: somebody like Spike, who I mean, he is a badass and a hard ass and all that, but like deep down, like you said, he let her keep her cash anytime he, he's
2: soft on the inside. You know what I'm yeah, saying? He's a good like person. he is a good, he's a good guy, like on the inside. And I think, you know, like when it came to Trigon, the episode that had Frank, um, the the drunk that would build the guns and do all that stuff. That was... I wish they would have done that with all of the episodes in Trigun because that, to me, would have been comparable to like one of these Bebop episodes mm. where I got emotionally invested and was super into that story and what was going down. And I wish they could have kept that up right. for all of them like like they're doing with Bebop because all of these people that they've been hunting or sometimes the scenarios I've just found so interesting
1: mm-hmm. right and like just the first episode when they're chasing the guy uh and they have that the drugs and his yep. his uh girl seems to be pregnant the whole time but you find out he's using her as like a mule yeah you know. she's and, got just a bunch of drugs and just putting <laughs> yourself in that like she's clearly in love with this guy he's far too far gone on drugs and she's just doing uh, what you know? I mean, what a lot of people do—they stick with people that are toxic for them, uh, out of a sense of love. And yeah, they're a ride
2: up, or die when they shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, and they
1: they get drugged down into the abyss with that person, and that's exactly what happens in that episode. Mm-hmm. When he gets, doesn't she uh kill herself at the end of that? Yeah. Well, she
2: shoots him in the head, and then oh
1: right, yeah, the, yeah then
3: the uh, cops shoot her ship and it blows or yep. she blows into space with all the like things like all yep. the drugs and, and all that's Yeah a, she and like that's dies
2: in... in space and all she wanted to do was go see Mars and I was like damn she didn't get to go see Mars.
3: Yeah <laughs> they were <laughs> just I mean, yeah. and it's very sad and, like, a real thing. Like, this happens all the time. And, and that's what I'm saying about this being an adult show is the things that happen and just the scenarios and all of that. The, like, I mean, the whole show's purpose, and don't lose sight of this when you're watching it episodically, it's about loneliness. It's about fucked up past. It's about your fucked up past coming to knock on your door.
2: Well, and I think it also shows that a lot of these people, like, even um, the guy that was trying to get that plant for his his sister who went blind or whatever like he's running with this bad group of people and you would think he's you know like a total prick you know hanging with them but he's doing it all for his sister and then even when he first meets Spike and it's like hey can you train me on this stuff and ha- like such like a lovable like mm-hmm. goofball kind of personality who just got stuck in a shitty situation trying to help a family member out and it seems like that's how A lot of these characters are, like you said, the chick with, you know, the boyfriend. Like, that's Mm -hmm. like her ride or die. Like, she loves him so much. She was willing to do anything. Or
3: Jet's ex. Yeah. Her story. Mm -hmm. Right. She's a bitch. (laughs) The only
1: one you don't really get a crazy backstory for is um, Ed. Well, but Ed is just. Which Ed is a. She reminds
2: me of Donnie from the wild dormberries like crazy <laughs> oh, yeah. little wild child uh, yeah, yeah,
3: right. it, kind of thing totally you know you she... will learn more about her though so she may not have a past like everyone else but she still you, you know she you, you still learn about and her she's backstory. a genius yeah oh, like she seems
1: she seems to be like out of her mind and she maybe she is but she's definitely a fucking
3: genius yeah like a a, hacker. You know? i was gonna say
2: yeah i'm guessing she's one of those people that also grew up alone so probably like
1: oh
3: yeah
2: brilliant as far as like technology and science but when it comes to just being a normal person and social skills probably has none she if was you, a
1: street kid you could tell she was you know she yeah, grew, right. grew up in the streets by herself had to survive by herself and maybe that's the way she is she just kind of uh, she needed to be that way to survive her fucked up
3: situation. You yeah. know what I mean? And like I said, you'll learn more about her even.
2: Well, and what I told Vince was interesting was the minute we saw her... I was like, holy shit. I was like, I have like in, you know, Hot Topic, Spencer's or any other kind of like pop culture stores or even like shopping around on like anime stores online. I've seen her everywhere. She's mm-hmm. a pretty
0: popular character. I didn't
2: realize show. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I've seen her everywhere. And so it's interesting sometimes when these characters pop up that I'm like, oh, I've seen them before on like figurines.
3: Charac- anime characters in all of Japan. Ray. Yep. Ray, yep. From, Ray Neon from, from Neon Genesis. I know. Yeah, she's on fucking trains. She's like billboards. You name it, buildings. Like she's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Why?
1: Why do the people love her? I don't know
3: what about her character people like. Other than that, she's just kind of quiet and reserved. Don't
2: spoil anything for us because we haven't finished the show, and I will shank you. (laughs) <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. No, that, I'm talking I about just who she, so is. Long. She, wasn't, she is. I haven't so long. She a character. Huh? I'm just talking about who
1: she No, is I wasn't talking to you. I adult. was looking at Mike and
2: talking to him. No, I haven't seen that I was, that okay. I was like, do not comment. I <laughs> couldn't
1: spoil it if I wanted to, so.
2: Okay, yeah. good. I don't. It's
3: been
1: a long time since I watched that.
3: Yeah, I, I just finished rewatching it in End of Evangelion, so I could comment about it with her. <clears> but yeah, yeah, you know, really s- popular series in Japan. Really I'm glad popular. that you're liking you know, Bebop. Um, it's... I
2: really enjoy it so far, a lot.
3: It's very polished, wouldn't you say? Like, let's uh, just Sunrise... say I already
2: have plans to dye my hair emerald green in spring of next year.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Sunrise, which is the company who made it, are also the company who made Neon Gen or not? Uh, they made um, sorry, um, Code Kogiaslucia: The Rebellion, which is another show I always recommend to people. It's very they're really good as a gr- uh, making group based effort anime, just like Bebop.
2: Okay. Well, in Bebop, another thing that I wanted to comment on was the voice acting. I really enjoy it. I think it's really well done. It, it's oh, and,
3: phenomenal. And that's all say to the weebs. If you want to win dub versus sub argument, just drop Bebop. Because let's be honest, it is better than the sub. It just is. If you disagree, you're just an idiot. <laughs> I, well i have not heard Scott the sub spoken yeah. so i cannot. steve bloom is fantastic as spike he steve bloom's
0: very all talented. i hear is a
2: very emo you know well i think of vincent valentine except you know he definitely does like the whole christian bale thing when he's doing vincent all like Bleh.
0: where were the other trucks but going? it's
2: so funny when we started bebop because i was like i know this man I know this voice. I was like, it's either like a Final Fantasy or, um, you know, Kingdom Hearts or something. Um,
0: well, and speaking of that, interestingly enough, so just yesterday when we were at your parents' house and we were talking with Scott, Scott brought up the fact that um, if you've seen Big Bang Theory, I can't remember the actor's name, but the father of uh, Raj in that.
2: Isn't it Brian something? It's like Brian George. I Brian think. George, yeah. Brian
0: George. So he yeah, is he's a voice Mass Effect. actor in Mass Effect. <laughs> well, that. we were watching oh. Cowboy Bebop, and Chelsea pointed out that he was the voice of one of the characters in it, and he was.
2: And so is the gal that plays uh, Millie in Trigun. She's a little cowboy chick that's on their little um, bounty oh,
0: yeah, you're commercial.
2: yeah. The, the I more, love it, The though. more of these
1: old shows that we watch, you're going to start recognizing voices a lot. It's and been fun. Right. And the guy that does Spike. Steve uh, Bloom. He, the What he brings to the table is a wealth of experience in voice acting and animes. Yeah. yeah. So I think even at the time, he had been in a, a lot of other shows. Oh, yeah. He, he'd already been doing quite had, a bit. So, yeah. I mean, you do get these highly experienced uh, actors to do these voices, and it's Uh, amazing that they took the time to do that because the show definitely deserves Mm -hmm. that kind of attention. Everything else is so polished you need to have really amazing voice acting to do it justice. Well, and
2: I just like his voice in general, Steve. Like, I'm a huge... I'm such a fan of just voices. Like, I... I love a good voice. And him and the guy that plays Jet, both of their voices, I yeah, and really both, love. Yeah, you're going to
1: recognize those everywhere, yep, both mm-hmm,
2: Yep, I've already been looking them all up.
1: Um, he, the guy, uh, Steve Bloom, mm-hmm. he is also the voice of one of the Mugen in uh, Samurai, Samurai Champloo. Champloo. yeah. He's oh, okay. also,
3: if you're a Mass Effect fan, he is Grunt. So he is the Krogan Grunt in ME2 and ME3. Okay,
1: before I lose it here. You mentioned one of your like this one of the scenes in video games like ever that like really crushed you and made you cry it was in gears three yep and when um what's his name uh Dom when Dom he... yeah when he sat dude so I, I i i I remembered what you had said and I was like one time I was just sitting there at lunch time like eating my lunch uh-huh. at work. And I was like, huh. Like, I wonder... And I, it just popped into my head, so I looked it up. Uh-huh. And it was kind of a highlight reel or a compilation of, like, him... You know, every time he talked about uh, finding... It, what's her name? Maria. Maria. Yeah, well, and And he... And he... Uh, it shows every time he's, like, talking and talking about her and what he's going to do when he finds her. And then... Uh, I thought actually the part that made me cry more than when he like sacrificed himself, mm-hmm. which was really the, good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, I mean, he's sitting there talking to her as he he's like, "Oh, you never thought it in like this, huh, Maria?" And then yeah. and it's just yep. like, "Oh." But are you talking about uh, the part? So where when he, he
3: actually finds her, yeah, yeah. yeah, that part. I sucks, was like, too. "Oh, like, could you imagine?" Yeah, dude, the Gears of War trilogy is fucking and bomb. and then so
1: you get into the you get into the comments of this and people are like I'm still not over this and this was fucking years when I was a kid there or people are like after that it wasn't a game anymore and it was like <laughs> yeah. it was a fucking revenge mission like it was it, it's yeah, really man. a like I mean a lot of people agree with. You and they will say that is maybe the saddest moment in video game history, like period. Next yeah. to Arthur Morgan's death,
3: that uh, was pretty fucking sad too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like I we. Said, like it's, I said play some Mass Effect. <laughs> well, and it's funny. We yeah. were actually
2: we we speaking of Arthur Morgan, we were watching. We like to watch the um, Watch Mojo Top Ten Videos channel mm-hmm. on YouTube, and they were doing one of the top ten best voice acting in video games and the guy that plays arthur morgan was number two and i couldn't agree that whole game that whole i think red dead 2 is even better than the first one on and i loved the first one i fell in love with that but the second one though it's mm. so good
1: which by the way that's a prequel
2: better you know what i mean like
1: It, it was 14 years later so, yeah, I mean, I but mean, even
2: their first game was so phenomenal. Though mm-hmm. I really thought Red Dead was so amazing that I thought they really—I don't know if they could even do like better, they but they did. They managed. They
1: could do pretty. I mean, so if they went, uh, like Red Dead Three, and then it happens after the first game, right? So you're you're Jack. Instead of uh, instead of John, you're Jack and, Marsden. Instead of John, right? Because at the end of that game, like the last third of it, you play as Jack. So then you just yep. continue on, and then I mean, that game would be fuck so good.
3: Mm-hmm. So yeah, good. well, you could do with that.
0: Although I mean, the ending of the first game was so fucking satisfying. Like, it you was. Grow up as Jack, mm-hmm. and you find that fucker fishing down by the river. Those are some Come of
1: the out. best fucking yep. games, period. Agreed. Ever made? Yep. Rockstar
3: well, knocks it out of the park when they do it right.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: when they want to, man.
0: Well, and I love how they wrapped it up there because when you played that game for the first time, you're like, okay, Red Dead Redemption. Red, you know, John Marston's wanted. All the Pinker, you know, he's got to be the Pinkertons' mm-hmm. bitch. You know, dead, hey, well, he dies. Uh, redemption, you as Jack, you put the fucking bullet in the Pinkertons' face. I was responsible for your dad's death. Well, and then
1: also redemption from your past. It's another yeah. thing that, yeah. like, when, to when where... like he kills like, These, these yep. weren't, like... Necessarily good people always. They, I mean, they were in outlaw gangs and they did do things in their past that they yeah. regretted, and they were trying to get away from that. And that's you know why John he followed Arthur's footsteps. He saw what he was doing and decided to carry that on. And then you know, yeah. And the whole f- first game is John's redemption, and yeah, it's, absolutely. And the entire yeah. second game is. Arthur's redemption like they're trying to redeem themselves and
2: in- which is great, you know, cuz I I think we all go through life like we all have mistakes that we've made in our past and and things that we've done that we aren't proud of or you know, we regret or sometimes still kind of weigh on us, you know, we're still carrying it around. So it's nice. I like seeing whether it's video games or you know, TV, you know, TV shows, or say, like even the animes we watch, whatever. I like seeing when people do get their redemption. Whether you know, like, say even like Trigun, when Wolfwood dies, he mm-hmm. he almost kind of got his peace. I would say, like, w- once he died, kind of thing. And so even when like people die, you know, even in Red Dead, like John Marsden or Arthur Morgan, which crushed me and I sobbed like a little baby.
1: Mm-hmm. Kind I think of thing. everybody did.
2: I think so too, and but it's. <laughs> even when they die sometimes in their redemption like that's almost just as satisfying you know what i mean to see that like even though it might have cost them their life or whatever they finally could come to terms and 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 forgive themselves which i think we are all going through life so, trying to
3: and a great example of this is in mass effect 2 and 3 so there is a character that you can recruit in mass effect 2 called morden solus he is a Solarian doctor who is also part of the STG Special Forces, and he was a doctor designed to work on the genophage. Now, what the genophage is, is there's a race of beings in Mass effect called the Krogan who can breed like rabbits. And to stop them from advancing and conquering the entire galaxy hundreds of years before the events of the story, they were given a mutation called the genophage, which only makes maybe one out of a thousand births viable. So you have, you know, 999 stillbirths to one viable birth kind of Damn. A thing. Very fucked up. Well, more yeah. than about more than about 10 years or so before you recruit him, secretly went in, saw that the genophage, uh, that the Krogan were mutating to adapt to the genophage, and so he had to create a new strain of it to, um, to you know, bring it back to how it normally right. was. Well, as you're going along, you do his loyalty mission— and you find that somebody's helping the Krogan to try and find a cure for it. And as you go along, you find out one of the other doctors who looked up to Morden uh, went behind everyone's back and decided that he felt the genophage was wrong and he's going to go and cure it. And you have a choice between once you get to him of uh, it, Morden will kill him if you let him or you can try and tell him, hey, Morden, don't do that. And even if he does kill him, you can destroy the research or not. Well, it, once you get to Mass Effect 3, Morton has kind of felt had the weight of that fall on him to where he goes to cure the genophage. And in the building, he's going to do it, and it starts overloading and exploding. And oh, like, I've seen this. Yep, yeah, I know. And you're like, don't, about- don't, don't go, don't do it. And he's singing, you know, I am the mo- very model of a scientist, Solarian, as the whole thing blows up and kills him,
0: but he releases the cure to the genophage.
2: And so he got his redemption.
0: Exactly. You and know? That's mostly the overarching theme of a lot of animes and I think that's it's what redemption makes...
1: and that's what it's a big overarching thing in Bebop. Is like Yeah. Especially for Spike. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you'll see that once you get near. I can't wait to mid- see more yeah, of but, Spike. Up
3: is Spike's story.
1: It and it, really it's is. like he said, uh, it's your past coming to knock on your door when you. Even if you do your best to get as far away from it as you can, it's still.
2: Well, and I think if you run, you know, from unresolved stuff in your past, like everything is going to come up to haunt you eventually. And, and you know, that's why. You know, even like they show, like in Bebop and stuff, or even in Trigun, how he was running Mm -hmm. the whole time and nothing but death and destruction would follow him until he could finally face it, which none of us want to face.
1: Same thing with Guardians 3. Yep. That's a story of,
3: you know, facing your past and. Yeah. That he's kind of just a dead man walking in so far as he just exists. He doesn't really have like passion in his life anymore. Like he's not really living any life yeah, anymore. Just and that's why his past catches up to him because he's not going forward. And that's v-
1: them drifting from job to job is a, big, a good metaphor for that. It's like yep. they are stuck in And that's I'm saying, this whole show is about that. Physically and mentally both of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. All of the characters. Mm-hmm. Affect-
2: well, and that's why it was nice to see with Jet Almost like he could let go of that part of his past. He threw the watch, you know, and mm-hmm. was finally, he got that closure that I think, you know, a lot of people look for in life. And you're, you know, and of course, you're not always going to get that, which I think is also a huge part of being able to. You know, move on from your past because not you know it. It was great to see him get that, but not everybody does.
0: On mm-hmm. well, Jet also is a voice actor of Barrett in Advent Children, so I think that's it's cool right. That Advent Children had a lot of uh voice actors from mm-hmm. Bebop.
2: Yeah, same Steve Bloom as Vincent. You know, oh um, yeah, these
3: guys have all gone on to have great careers, and um, you know. Yeah, they're all legends at this point. And oh, yeah. They're
2: all phenomenal, though, at it. I think, you know, when you are watching something...
1: Pioneers of...
2: Well, when you're watching animation, you know, like, even, for example, like, when we were watching, like, the What Ifs, you know, the Marvel ones, Um, it is, it is so important in voice acting to be able to emote and make us feel, you know, whether it's angry, sad, happy, and so I think voice acting is... I mean it's very important, you know, like mm-hmm. when it comes to watching anything animated because if it if it falls flat, you're 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 just not gonna get that emotion just watching these scenes play out. You need the voices behind it mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I will say and this may be a bold claim, but I think Bebop might be the most polished, well rounded, well animated anime of the 90s it's just so polished in every dimension like it's not that other anime aren't fantastic but i feel they're less consistent like bebop is just a well-oiled machine right well and like vince was saying
1: it's you know it was a room full of seasoned writers that came up with this and this is how a lot of great shows and uh movies in particular are done so uh it makes sense. I yeah, mean, and it they does. they set out to make something highly polished and uh all it's fuck it's like poetic
3: this show. Right. The like the end song to the series, the like the the song that you get when the uh, last episode plays hits you in the feels. It's fantastic. It makes that moment land. You're just like, "Man, what an ending." Yeah. It's right. a great ending. I'm, uh, I'm super stoked music, to finish it. Music can
1: be everything. And when don't it comes skip the outro on, on that, sp- just so
0: you know. Speaking right. of the music, um, one of Scott's favorite early episodes is episode five, and it's the church shootout between Vicious and oh, Spike. Yeah. I'm trying That's to remember, it's a ballad of something, I don't remember.
1: It's it. very well, important because it you know, that's his past coming back to Right. And
3: that's really, like I said, I call it the microcosm of the macrocosm. It is on the small scale of a single episode telling you what the main conflict of the series is. Without
1: being like, like, they explain it, it gives you everything you need, mm-hmm. but they're not overly explaining.
3: Yeah, they're not heavy-handed. They're not going, see here, children, how Spike was. Right. Well, they're not going to
2: give you everything in their arsenal all at once for the main storyline. They're like, we're going to give you a snippet. And, like, it, and that also very much reminded me of Trigun, too, the way that Spike had his little flashback moment of the chick humming to him and then her fucking vicious and... You well, know, She all was Vicious's girlfriend. Well, that's what I kind of assumed, you know, but I mean, just but just all of that, though, um, they were able to do it well in the way they executed it, I
0: think. Well, and I love the gun, like the animation of the whole gunfight scene itself. It's beautifully drawn. And um, very
3: John Wick-like in right. some ways. Oh, but
0: yeah, most definitely. you're able to, like, when it comes to a lot of animes that I've seen that have tried to do scenes like that, where they have come short compared to Bebop, is it's hard to follow, Right. Whereas Bebop, they somehow make it to where it's so easy to follow. It's even so though well animated. A lot is going on. Yeah, it yeah. is. An, and it, I think you know? it has
2: to be too, especially with the way that Spike moves, his fluid. Mm-hmm. Like I fluid. never miss what he's doing. It's and like that's. A, it's like it's very tight... like Vash too, though. That's what it reminds me of is like how Vash almost. I mean, Vash almost seems, like, clumsy and stuff, but it's still his is with a purpose. And right. even Spike does the same thing where, like, he'll trip somebody or be like, oh, sorry, and seem like he kind of nudges them, just, like, bumps into them, he's but got it's like all a, with a purpose.
1: He's got, like, a Tai Chi style. He's
3: uh, very he much using a people. Chikundo. It's just Bruce Lee's system. Right. Well, which, oh, I've been calling him Spike de- Lee this whole time. It makes sense. It's derived from yep. Tai Chi. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying Jeet Kundo is right. the final. Bruce Lee's. Yeah, his system. Uh, his system. The whole Be Water, My Friend thing. So like Ip Man, mm-hmm. have
1: you you've seen those? Yep. So like that's about Bruce Lee's mentor and he was a Tai Chi master.
3: Yeah. Okay. Which it's With awesome. Donnie Yen and like I said, you should watch him. Like, Donnie Dude, that Yen, movie is the fucking shit. Dude, Donnie Yen would be a dude I'd be afraid to fight. Oh, well. Yeah. He's old now. <laughs> I, do, I old or not, that dude's still like yeah. mean, watch the newest John Wick and tell me how old he feels. Like, I'm right. like, <laughs> oh,
2: wait, wait, which guy? Hold on, the blind Donnie. One. Yen. Oh, I love yeah. him. He was That's,
3: great. He's so, yeah, a he,
1: legend. He was in oh. Rogue One, he was the blind guy. He
2: is, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, he's amazing. He's been in a ton of good shit, man. Like, Donnie,
0: Yen's one I of
2: thought my- we were talking about the other guy from John Wick that I love.
0: But I definitely see the John Wick comparisons in some things. Um, I do, too. I I would
1: love for you guys to watch. I mean, they haven't continued it, unfortunately. But the live-action adaptation of Bebop is solid, too. I mean, a lot of the time you get these anime live-action...
0: remakes and they just fucking are terrible but that one is fucking solid that one was done by netflix as well right Mm -hmm. so i think by that point i think netflix is finally starting to um learn their fucking lesson when it comes fucking nailed it they nailed it yeah that's what i'm saying that's
1: the problem people weren't watching
0: Right. but That's the problem. They they definitely they had too many bombs.
1: Right. And people are just like this is going to suck. Like you just have that preconceived Like I remember
0: people being fucking furious about Death Note. That was I Oh remember, yeah, that one of their shit's terrible. huge Yeah. Bombs. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard um, to
1: love Death Note anyway
0: right yeah,
1: that's just yeah because that's, they just keep going that's definitely, definitely a going. show we're
3: not gonna cover here. Well, <laughs> yeah. well and it's again this is why i say do you like death note do you actually want it with I dimensional do. characters watch code geos lucia the rebellion it's better in every way and it's, i'll fight on it's that damn near the same thing or so what, what it is is it's about a guy who gets a special ability that if he can stare and look at you he can command you to do anything he wants So he could be like, yeah, he's, well, yeah, he's, he's got what's called a geese where he's like, hey, go kill yourself. And you're just like, yes, my lord. And just shoot yourself, right? And so he uses that ability to try and take down the empire um, that has conquered two thirds of the known world that he is actually like a royal prince of. And so it's a lot of him. Trying to have that kind of normal life, but trying to balance his double life, doing evil, despicable things that he feels bad about. Unlike Light, who's just like, "I'm
1: batshit, I'm, cr- I'm, I'm crazy I'm from so episode evil. one."
3: Yeah, Lelouch's L- yeah. motto from episode one is, "Those who kill should be prepared to die themselves." That's his motto, and so he goes into it fully expecting that. It's a whole f- like fifty episode and series. He's uniquely qualified. He's brilliant. He's a he's. I mean, like chess master. Just a brilliant dude with that ability. He's very clever. You'll be in moments in the show where you're like, "How the fuck does he get out of this?" And then he does, and you're like, "Oh, that was cool." And they do it in a smart way. Yeah. Uh, overall, yeah. Uh, it sounds good. It's by Project Sunrise, the company who did Bebop. As a lot of seems
1: seems like these guys hit a lot of home runs.
3: Yeah, I it's right. uh, yeah for sure. It's a pretty popular series. I think it's pretty well regarded. Um, I like it because I love the ending. The ending to that show is fucking perfect, and it's a great ending. Samurai
1: Champloo is very much the same fucking way as like Bebop or it sounds like that one. Mm-hmm. It, it it does the same thing with the characters to where you slowly get. Just the way that they structure their stories is very well done, like extremely well done. They just don't they spoon feed things to you, but they do it in such a way that you're not like,
3: what the fuck? Yeah. Well, one one thing that humanizes Lelouch too is he has a blind sister who, um, who he is her main protector. Like they don't have family like that. Person is the only person he actually kind of loves and cares about, and so anytime someone threatens her, like he kind of gets irrational and like loses. On something like that in Death Note, it could have made light dimensional that way. I, that's the thing about Death Note and how I would review it: one-dimensional characters who never grow, but an interesting concept.
2: I would say, yeah, it was a great concept, and even like the little demon guy that loves the apples was really cool. But Ryu. then. Yes, and then they ended up killing what was it, L?
3: And then the show dies with him. And yeah. yeah. that's what it, I was because gonna... it's that cat and mouse dynamic that makes the show fun. And as soon as he's gone, well, near, and then they know, just replaced uh, L with two people. No, who's the young kid? Well, I can't remember. Is the, it L? No, it's. Uh, L's protégés and I can't remember their names right now but they're, they're but down. L
2: was in- literally after L died was when Vince and I quit it was, watching it, it it was his little yeah.
1: protégé and yeah he was interesting I thought like eh. I think I the, mean, sh- the, the show's the ending, sh- ending is it pathetic was, it, is, <laughs> it is really
3: I don't
2: remember weird. how it actually ended I you, remind it, it me of it about- ends on
3: a whimper like basically they figure out it's him and he starts running like a little bitch, and then, yeah, then Ryuk's like, "Well, gonna write your name
1: in the book." He falls over dead. And that's he, the show. Yeah, he puts on this air of the, the entire show of being superior, and then, and then he panics like and, a and bitch. And at the end, yeah, he just <laughs> he goes out like a fucking punk ass. And that's yeah. probably, I bet. Yeah. And
2: honestly, I bet that was. I'm sure... That's by design.
1: It I would say it was
2: by design because it's like when you think of Harry Potter, um, the way that Voldemort dies at the end, a lot of people... And I'm not talking the movies. I mean, it's pretty much the same-ish in the books. You know, they use the spell on him and he just kind of uh, he just drops dead in in the book. <laughs> he doesn't turn into dust like mm-hmm. in the movies, you know, he just drops dead and the reason they she did it that way is she wanted him to die a very
1: Mediocre death.
2: Mediocre, just ordinary death because he thought he was this great big baddie. So I'm sure that's what they were trying to do mm-hmm. with Death Note. I, I agree. But it was all probably the shit in the middle that just fucked it up. There's
1: too much shit in the middle. Yeah. Right. it's yeah. The
3: show should have been shorter. It yeah. was it was tightly paced and then L dies and you're like... Okay, this felt like the end. Yeah, exactly. And then you're left to drag and on for like just, 11 more episodes of just, just like yeah, shit yeah. you don't care about. Yeah, they,
2: they did too much and then the same people that made that show did death parade where they gave us not enough then at that point
1: you know what i thought was kind of cool about uh death note though is you know what was his little girlfriend's name i like, forget that crazy bitch
3: yeah i, I don't remember
1: it's been um, if his little harley quinn yeah if you pay attention to the end sequence so the show's over and then you're getting the credits and the music if you watch what she's doing she actually is going, and she goes to the top of this building or whatever, and she actually is killing herself.
2: Oh, shit. That's crazy. Like,
1: huh. if you pay attention to that in Like, sequence, you watch it. They I, don't they outright say it, but, you, I mean, get she gets hint. all dressed up. She goes and climbs to the top of whatever it was. I can't remember. And then that's the end of it, I'm pretty sure, is she's just... Like standing there, you don't actually see her jump, but I that's always what right? I assumed.
2: I'm sure they were just you know alluding to her. Well, allu- and then
1: they're alluding to the, the yeah. it's yeah. cool
2: how you know in Death Parade, then they incorporated L into it because he's the one in the photograph that, um, not
1: L but light. Light, yeah. oh,
2: it was light that mm-hmm. was in the Death photograph, Parade. so you yep. know yep. that, um. What's the the ginger haired dude was like his arbiter and stuff and they are interconnected those worlds, which I thought was super interesting. I mean that,
3: that is they- neat. I'm just saying, like, just like Cowboy Bebop and Trigun, right? Where you got these two shows that are nearly identical in, in terms of the general kind of concept. Code Geass is that to Death Note. Right? I
2: would be interested in watching that then because I, I love the idea of Death Note. And like we said, you know, great premise it just wasn't executed right and so i would like to see it oh, done. a lot of
1: people would uh, disagree with us on that oh i oh, know no, i know people i know. fucking
3: love that shit they and do and I, I know
2: i know i've had people that are like i'll fight you on it. and i'm like well i won't but have fun also, dying on your hill also
3: jenny young johnny young Bosch, who is Vash, is lelouch in the dub
2: Ooh that would be interesting. So mm-hmm.
3: and he you can hear how in the like oh, probably about 10 years time of voice acting how much better he got.
2: Well, and as much as I had shit on it, I actually want to go back and watch Trigun again, the original and then I'm going to watch the the, the new, new one. one in subs. Yeah, I just mean, just sit
3: on it, you know, for a little bit. Uh, I I was
1: watching one pretty recent. Have you guys ever seen a uh, Record of Ragnarok?
2: No, but I've heard of it.
1: I think you would probably like it quite a bit. I'm not because it has to do with like gods and I love that shit. Doesn't yeah.
2: matter; they could be Roman gods, Greek gods, so Norse gods, Egyptian. I love it all. The
1: basic premise of the show is uh, the gods. Every however many thousands of years, uh, Ragnarok comes, and it's when the gods decide uh, whether to destroy humanity. Or let us continue. Right. Um, because we're basically like an experiment or whatever. But right. every every god from every religion exists in this world.
0: Yeah, you're. I think you and I are talking a little bit about right. this. Right. And so yeah.
1: uh, the Valkyrie decide that they want to help humanity and... One of the Valkyrie in particular, I think it's the lead one. I can't remember her name, but she decides that she wants to give humanity a fighting chance and she, uh, she put propositions, a tournament best that humanity has to offer throughout time. They don't have to be alive still. Okay. She can bring them back. This can be any, well, yeah, you're kind of fighting in uh the afterlife or in the world of the gods gotcha so they can i mean basically you're fight their spirits
2: i would be very interested in watching and, that actually
1: and so then the valkyrie each valkyrie attaches to one of these people like so you get a spirit bond kind of like in um like the spren in stormlight mm. So you they, they attach spiritually and then become whatever weapon best suits that person. Yeah. Because the mm. only thing that can hurt a god is a divine weapon. Mm. So a, a normal uh, sword of steel would never be able to hurt a god. So then they're able to... You, you get what I'm saying? Right. Oh, Makes yeah. sense. And yeah. so yeah, it's it does. basically just a show about a tournament between the gods and humanity and humans... Fighting to uh, preserve themselves as they kind of
2: prove their worth—that mm-hmm. you know they're worth them still keeping it's, around. It's
1: really—I mean, I love parts of it, and like as I explain it, it sounds really great. But there are parts, you know, where they do over-explain like some moves and shit, and you're like, they're sitting there like talking too much, mm-hmm. and it it's, it slows, it fucks up the pace of the fights sometimes. Yeah. To where
0: you're like, just can, can we just... It's like a 20-minute episode. But, with oh, he's Dragon using Wolf.
3: his new jutsu, which he developed 10 All right. years exactly. ago. Exactly. Like yeah. right. Or they'll be in the
1: middle of the fight, and that's when you get backstory. Um, oh,
3: you know, I became evil because my dog died. So it's not like
1: a perfect show, but I do enjoy it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's oh, yeah. definitely worth a watch, I think, if you guys are interested in that.
3: Yeah, for
2: sure.
0: But, but yeah, I mean... There's so many good animes out there and I can't wait to cover more and more as we keep going. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: I can't either or finish them and decide if I love them because I already found an Evangelion sweater that's bomb AF. So I really (laughs) hope I love the show so I can get the sweater.
3: I mean, I've warned you it ain't happy.
0: I know there's a lot of cowboy bebop merch you know out there too oh, so yeah. i already
2: found a, a wolfwood shirt that i'm gonna get
0: maybe they'll have a vt shirt because that episode was that was dope. one of
2: my faves i love
0: the music i loved in that it. one and vt was really cool i mean it's it's interesting that in the beginning of the episode she kind of looks at bounty hunters as being scum is this is the shit like this that. is the trucker
1: chick yeah yeah, yeah with her
0: cat and then you know there's kind of that twist at the end when spike like you had assumed you know figured out who her name was from that locket that floats by him and he's like oh yeah you're a legendary bounty hunter yourself you're just retired and trucking now and being a judgy
1: bitch yeah Yeah. (laughs) yeah for real
0: but you know i thought that was pretty interesting the music in that episode was phenomenal like you said it really threw me through a loop this japanese singer he's incredibly talented and I think he actually sounds a <laughs> lot like Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> well, actually
2: was like, "Is this Iron Maiden? They just like turned it Japanese? Like, what happened?" Yeah, I mean,
0: it's almost like the lead singer that Journey current, like, currently has. You know, I mean, he's he's an Asian fellow, looks nothing like you know Steve Perry, but goddamn, he does sound pretty close, right? And I personally thought he sounded like Bruce Dickinson. You guys way. should get uh, well,
3: just a cowboy bebop collar. Or something. Oh, we should. The
2: music, dude. There's this part at the end of the theme song with like the trumpets, or it's like. And she every time stops and looks. I also have photographs of her. She watches Cowboy (laughs) Bebop as well.
1: You sent me them. Yeah. It's funny. Oh, watching. uh, Yeah, you sent me the. I sent you
2: Trigun. I'll show you her watching Bebop too. It's pretty interesting. My. My dog likes anime. She would watch Dragon Ball with us as well.
0: Yeah, she watched this, uh, the it's tournament. Weird. She doesn't hour. watch a
2: ton of TV with us, but she will watch the animes with us for sure.
0: Yeah, it's almost like her favorite. Like, normal TV shit. Like, our normal just... She's like, just, I don't like that shit. I yeah, like that. if it's got, like, actual humans in it, she's like, no. But I guess our dogs. she's just a weeb. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I mean, that's just what she get, is get now. Get her a little, like, waifu pillow. Oh, my God. Get her, get her like, a little Sailor Moon outfit with the wig and everything. Oh, my God. I totally would. <laughs> it would be hilarious. Dress my dog up at Sailor Moon.
3: What do you guys think of the quality of the art and animation for Bebop? I was like, just thinking that. I was, she oh, just I showed
2: lo- me
1: a picture of it, and I was yeah. just thinking the
3: same fucking
2: Oh, I love it. I, I am such a fan of the 90s art style well, and the cell
3: animation that they don't do anymore that's what i was just gonna yeah. say i
2: love cell animation i'm not so like, smooth like mm-hmm. when it comes to
0: well it's smooth but it looks rustic that's what I it like does that's it.
2: what i like about it too is that it's smooth but it has such a vintage feel to it and like i am not the biggest fan of how they do like new disney movies and stuff like that and like the cgi kind of animated like it was super cool when it first came out when we were younger with like toy story and a bug's life and finding nemo and like i enjoyed it but there is something so special to me but still that genuine they look like drawings you know what i'm saying like animation
3: 90s anime was better
1: (laughs) i know why that is do you want to hear why sure it's because you know when you're watching something like that you know that not only did they hand-draw every single thing meticulously, Mm -hmm. but in something that smooth, they are doubling or tripling the amount of cells that go into that. So you know that this was all, just subconsciously, you know that this is done meticulously and by hand. So that's why you appreciate that so much more. Yeah. When you see them uh, fire up the bebop and it's just fucking hyper detailed and things are moving and or it, even you, how they you just animate go, wow. the
2: gun fighting scenes like we said the fighting scenes are so smooth mm-hmm. you can pay attention to every little bit that's happening whereas sometimes like you lose that in like Dragon Ball Z or something like mm-hmm. that the details and that's what is so well, yeah, fabulous they're,
1: they're moving so fucking fast sometimes. also what's
3: mm-hmm. what's neat is is that unlike a lot of uh, what i feel a lot of sci-fi would do The guns in Cowboy Bebop are real. Like, Spike's gun is an IWI-941 Jericho. And they're
1: making them very accurate to what they...
2: I think that is the one thing, because, like, I will admit, when it comes to sci-fi, I'm... I guess you would say I'm pretty, like... I don't hate it, but it's not going to be my most favorite, like, sought-after kind of thing. And so I think what I like about this is that with it being all, like space travel and stuff like that. We haven't seen a bunch of like weird aliens and a bunch of different right. races come in and stuff. We're just watching humanity, I would say, in the future or whatever. Mm-hmm. Kind Twenty of... seventy
3: one is and that's show why I stuff. thought
1: it was important to say that they are still within our solar system. We're yeah. not like out traveling the stars. And well sh- yeah, and
2: I think that's what makes it too a little bit more interesting for me is I Yeah, you don't have all the, like, weird aliens and different Mm -hmm. alien races and all that kind of weird crap going on. Like, you are still dealing with humanity in all different levels. And they still have basic jobs. Like, even, like, truck drivers. Like, that's essential. And they're doing it in space, you know, kind of thing. Like, you still have these, you know, or how, (laughs) you know, Jet Black, he was a cop and... You know how they have bounty hunters, which, I mean, hello, we have those too, you know. And so it's interesting that you you have the sci-fi elements, but it still has like a normal sea kind of human vibe to it, which makes it easier to get invested in those characters. Well, and, and, and
3: as he... you watch more, oh, sorry. No, you're going just... to say, as you watch it, you'll recognize too that Bebop is a hodgepodge of almost every film genre you can imagine. They have their little homage to Alien they do noir. They like they do quite a few different types of genres. They do a true Western episode. Like I It's wa- a hodgepodge. Of- I, wonder if- I
0: was looking up that heavy metal queen, that one of VT. I was looking up on Wikipedia that one just to find that song to see if it truly was Bruce Dickinson or not. Even though I was pretty much 90% sure it wasn't. I, uh, I saw there that that overall episode was based off of a Deep Purple song called Space trucking, Like, the overarching theme of it, they based off of a Deep Purple song. I found that pretty interesting. Yeah, the
3: the whole show is such a hodgepodge of all these different elements. So this is why, if someone who is a film film lover who's never watched anime, this would be a good one to start, because there's so many references to film and, and yeah.
2: Well, and I very much wonder if they took inspiration from like Tarantino and stuff because like Pulp Fiction came out.
1: It is a pulpy kind of Well, and even
2: even their use of music with the action sequences and the scenes cuz like that is something mm-hmm. about Tarantino that is one of my most favorite things about him is his use of music with his cinematography and 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 just how he combines the two and so that's also why I love Guardians and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I love when you can or even like Scott Pilgrim with the music in that film. When you can take music and film and put them together and make it to where like that, you know, whether it's a movie, TV show, like it, makes, it almost it wouldn't makes, work without the two together. Like it would not be the well, same. It makes,
1: ab- it makes undeniably good because music makes you feel shit when you don't have a visual. Yeah, it's why Lord like Be- of the Rings makes
3: me go. Ah, so know. when you when yeah. you when you add the
1: like you can there's this guy that uh, adds really intense like amazing music to Dragon Ball mm-hmm. on YouTube. I can't remember the, but it it adds so much like depth to some of these scenes. Like the he did one for uh, Vegeta sacrifice. Remember I sh- showed it to you. Yeah, and it's and it just so intense. Like, uh, sh- uh, uh, what's his name? The dude that does Vegeta.
0: Oh, Christopher Sabat.
1: Yeah. hmm He's doing the whole, you know, speech that he gives before he sacrifices himself, and like that guy adds yeah, just like this really intense, like heart pounding. Like, just really emotionally driven music, and it adds so much mm-hmm. it really to does. that. So, when, like, you say, when you can combine music and your visual very, like, really well, like, you're almost making like a music video, uh, in a way, especially yeah. like in Guardians.
2: Oh, well, most definitely. Cause, like, you have people. So, like, one of my best friends, um, She, you know, she had gone to school for film and everything like that. Like, movies are her thing. Like, she likes music and, you know, likes to listen to it and stuff. But, like, film is her thing. And for me, music is my thing. I will pick it over video games, TV shows, movies, any other media, any day. I will always pick music. And so, since, you know, you have people that... You love kind of one over the other, whatever, for me, when it gets combined to where that visual media also just has such a kick-ass soundtrack to it that, you know, I just fall in love and it makes you feel makes so you remember much.
1: remember those scenes better, too. It
2: really mm-hmm. does. And so, I mean, shit, I hear the Lord of the Rings music play. And I'll just start.
0: Talent, too. Like a lot of people underestimate how you can actually overdo it with music in a medium like that. Yep. And you can underdo it. So I feel like there's a fine line when it comes to solid music in compositions mm. like that because. A little bit more, and it would probably be like, okay, this is too much. That's where you
3: need a master
0: like right. John Williams with the Imperial March, where you're like, yeah. exactly. But well, if he did that like every time, a Vader storm, was on screen, or even a stormtrooper, you know, people would get it, would, sick it of would it would
2: lose it. It'd well, even yeah, actually, even in, uh, so, like in Episode Five of Bebop, the music that first starts playing before he goes into the church. I'm not gonna lie; when I was listening to it, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? I was like, this. Sounds lame. I was like, this is ugh. But then it really picks up momentum once they start fighting in the church. And then the music fit perfectly. And then I appreciated it. But at first I was yeah. like, I was like, oh no. Yeah. I was I, like, they're not I doing love so at good.
0: The end of the fight, it's got that like almost choir a cappella of the <laughs> kids singing <laughs> yeah. like holy music. Yes. As he's free falling out of the window. And it shows that just little montage of as he's getting shoved out, him tossing that grenade at Vicious, you know? Mm. And it was just badass. He's free-falling. episode it is badass. That yeah. e- whole episode's And perfect. then
2: Faye's humming to him, and he gets her to come over, and he's I like, love that. you're singing out of tune.
0: Yeah, he's like, <laughs> you sing off key, and she smacks the shit out of him, yeah. even though he's in a full-body cast. Yeah. yeah, I
2: love it. How they kind of, it was very heavy, and they're like, we're gonna give you just... A bit of lighthearted, even though we know that it's fake, you know, that it's, it's shit's going to get real. But I'm like, oh, I'll appreciate yeah. the laugh. The fact laugh. that
1: he got fu- so fucked up in that fight, too.
2: Oh, I know. Makes
1: it, uh, I mean, because it could have gone cheesy, could have rolled out the window all styly. Just like, huh. Landed you know, on the Instead of just feet.
2: swan diving out the, it reminded me of the crow no, a it, lot.
0: like
1: broke his whole fucking body.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and there is an important part with that, too, because... I don't know if you noticed it but in episode 10 it's very subtle but I feel like Jet feels almost kind of like bad with Spike but you know in that in the church thing Spike, uh, Jet has nothing to do with it he wants nothing to do with it he tells Spike you know you're on your own fuck you and even when Faye calls him telling him oh my god he's been shot he's like an apprehensive and he stays out of it right So then later on in episode 10, when he's hunting down Elisa and her boyfriend, you know, for that bounty, he tells Spike, he's like, look, you know what, this is my turf, you get out of here, Uh, you you know, and I almost got the sense of he was like, okay, I didn't fucking help you, you know. I, I mean, yeah, like, I this. can't
1: ask you to help me. Exactly. Well,
3: for me, if, I mean, if I was in either one of their positions, I wouldn't want the help because it's, I wouldn't either. Yeah. It's, it's personal. It's, it's personal. And, as I, uh, you know, this is a man thing, but when you got your own shit you got to deal with, it's just you got to do it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You can't
0: rely on anybody else. It's right. It's almost like a code. Well, and if yeah. somebody
1: else gets fucked up because of, I mean, your personal shit, you don't want that on your head. Exactly. exactly. So yeah. it's a bro code thing mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. You just want to be like... Like, all right, well, yeah, I got this
3: player.
0: But I loved that from Jet when he was like, "I'm the black dog. I'm the dog that bites and never lets go." Yeah, you know,
3: he's mm-hmm. also called. um Oh, it is a
1: fucking dope show, huh? It's it is. really good,
2: actually. It, it's
1: fucking, it's badass in all the and right we're ways. We're not even
0: halfway through, like, yeah. You know? And but, I'm glad
1: you guys
3: like it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Me it, it's too. definitely. Cause if you had, I'd have been like, "You guys are just wrong." Sorry, yeah. <laughs> right? You're allowed <laughs> to have your wrong opinion. And I, yeah. I definitely
0: now, under comparison with Trigun and Cowboy Bebop, I'm already i I would already say right now at this point, um, compared between the two, it's night and day, and Bebop the is we- definitely the the Western
1: one. thing makes a lot more sense in Bebop too. It's actually, I mean, if you think about it, you're in a whole nother... You're not just on Earth anymore. It'd be way harder to police a solar Mm -hmm. civilization. So it probably would be very. You would need bounty hunters. Well, yeah. Yeah. And
2: it's. I like how certain planets are thriving, while as others are. Closer
1: to the sun you are, the better it is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then others are more. You know, even Earth looks so desolate, you know, compared to like some of the others. And so I like that how you get different. Different vibes, you know, and different feels, like, on the other planets and moons. Like, they all kind of... Each place that they've gone to has all had, like, a different feel to it. It reminds Mm -hmm. me of, say, like, a specific city or, you know, something like that on Earth. Like, they went to... (coughs) Wherever they went to go get Ain reminded me of, like, Tokyo or something like that that they dropped into. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, when they went to go... Um, visit what's her bucket on earth it that reminded me of like Trigun, with like the western kind of pueblo looking desolate yeah, desert kind of shit hole, yeah kind know. of desert planet you know like that's what earth turned into so that's why like have we seen mars yet
3: i thought mars oh it could have been it's a little white it might have been i don't remember because hmm.
2: like, I, I feel like they they talked about Mars because the chick in the drugs yeah, episode, in the episode, she really wanted to go, and so I really want to see it. I've been super curious about it All since. Right.
3: I wouldn't be surprised if you do, but you know, again, that's not really the point of the show.
2: I know it's not; it's just something and I t- want to see.
3: It's something she's in, like seeing the different places. Yeah, I'm just
2: curious about what all the planets look like. It rains diamonds on Saturn. Okay, and I want to see that to
0: add shit to the Venus thing. Yeah, right. Venus, because he makes mention of the helium in the air and gives him that placebo. Pill. Imagine. Oh, right. Yep. Yeah.
1: Imagine living in this world or this, you know, civilization. Universe. No, like where you where it is. That easy. You go to any one of these planets, and, and you can.
2: The idea of traveling and, through space freaks me the fuck out. I'm like, I would die. Yeah, me too. It. I'm just like, I would die in a if ship. It,
3: if it was to the level of Star Trek Next Generation, I'd be down. Nope. Force fields, transparent It doesn't aluminum. matter to me. Yeah,
1: they've I figured this out a long
0: time ago. Here's yeah. the thing. I wouldn't mind it, because... Here's the thing if you know. wanted to go across a country or to another whole entire continent, done it. <laughs> you're, you're gonna take an airplane, right? And what's the difference? Nine times, you know, there's a 99% uh, I mean, there's still air, there's, yeah, there's still gravity. Still <laughs> well, yeah, I'm but not gonna float your, off into the void. <laughs> your chances of surviving that are heavily stacked against you, just like in space. I mean, it's right. not really but it's by not, much, it's
1: not the same. <laughs> I mean,
3: I get what
0: he's trying to say, I, dude. I mean, but
1: not only just being in space, just being on a different alien planet, just the I thought of that is intimidating. I would love to see a Martian
3: sunrise. I would love to see a Martian sunrise. It'd be intimidating. Sunset. That'd though. be cool.
1: If you like, imagine being on a planet and then, or like, on one of the moons of like Jupiter or Saturn, and then you see fucking Saturn in the fucking sky, just like blam cool right like it'd be cool but it'd be intimidating
3: i'd be like what the fuck it's like i I think it'd be cool it's like when i would be super cool well it's like when i went to australia like all they have different constellations than we do Uh so when i went there i was like i am probably outside my brother i'm probably the only one in my entire lineage who's ever seen these stars because i'm you know broadly european in heritage right Mm -hmm. so yeah it was kind of interesting to see stars i'd never seen before
1: yeah, that's and, that's, and that's just on this planet. I mean, most people probably don't even think
0: about that.
2: See, I'd be excited to go to the other planets. It would just be getting there that would scare the hell
3: out of me. Well,
0: in the, I mean, case you can die at any moment yeah. when you travel. It doesn't matter if you're in a car, plane, whatever. They they have that's those. True.
1: They have those space lanes that fucking, you
0: know, you can haul ass. It wouldn't be too yeah, bad. That's, that's, that's just portals, how I view and... it, though. That's why I'm saying it wouldn't bother me. It's just for me. Even you and I on our way home could die in a car accident. Jesus Christ, I mean, he's not wrong, though. But, I mean, I'm just saying. I just just
3: want the creature comforts of traveling in space where it's All right, here's the deal. Like, so... You don't want so ship mean,
1: ever once, flying out of this. Yeah, what, that's thing. what
3: he was saying with the Star Trek thing, That's what I'm saying. Like, Get it like, to a point where you've refined your tech. Everybody else figured that out. I'm just riding. Yeah, exactly. I'm coasting on the shoulders of giants. I want to be on it. a luxury
2: yeah. liner like in the fifth element when they're on the cruise ship. That is the only uh, and, way I, mean, I want to
3: travel in yeah. space. You should watch, actually. With Ruby uh, Rod. <laughs> yeah, you should actually watch uh, 2001 Space Odyssey and the ship that the guy's on when his pen's flying floating in the air and shit that actually looks pretty cool so Mm. that movie does look cool even though it's vacuous in my opinion again another hot take but
1: (laughs) (laughs) so i'm interested for i mean i guess i can't wait to finish it will i'm sure we'll be done with it oh
2: yeah most definitely
1: it'll be interesting to just get here uh hear your opinion of the end of the show and Mm -hmm.
3: like remember don't wrap everything up yeah, do not yeah. skip the um the credits. Don't do it on the last episode. Just trust me. Got Just it. Watch every damn second. That's mm. what I was talking about with Death Note. If you pay pay attention to the end of that
1: show too, yeah, it's a different end sequence and it's all that loony ass bitch killing herself.
3: I don't remember <laughs> that, but it's been a good ten years since I've watched uh, Death Note, so I'll have to. I
2: was say it. I haven't watched it since it like came out and was she you gets know. all
3: dressed up
1: in her like little goth girl outfit. And jumps (laughs) off
3: a fucking building.
0: Well, you she know. has her My Chemical Romance patch I mean, on her to, shoulder. Oh to, my be, God. to be fair,
3: oh. they would have known that Kira had an accomplice or they would have at least been looking for I that. I don't think
1: it was about her getting caught. I think it was because he was dead and she couldn't live without him. Because her lover was gone. She couldn't live without life. <laughs> her lover. Uh. See, and see, there's
3: another example <laughs> Because She goodness. was
1: obsessed with him. She wasn't right. in love with him. She was obsessed.
3: But here's the thing. That's, it shows Obsession again where love. that Same show basic missed the diff. mark. Where that show missed the mark is, she could have been a character that kind of humanized Light a little bit to where maybe we could get that ambiguity. He was a psychopath up. though. I get that, but I'm just saying, even psychopaths have people they're not gonna try and fuck over. They'll have they'll have the people. They'll Ted Bundy ha-
2: didn't kill his girlfriend.
3: It, yeah. That's my point. You know, there are people even for psychopaths where they may not like love or have high empathy like how we would, but they're like this person. I'm not doing that to. Mm. I'm right. just saying they could have done that to add some degree of ambiguity, because if you ever do watch Code Geass, you'll be like, this show has got morally characters. Well, now gray I characters. want to, it's, though. <laughs> it's... You might I don't well you might like it it's okay. got Max hey, hey, but hey, she was hey. just a pawn to him he didn't actually love her though. I know but I'm saying they could have used that to like cuz the show has flat characters she never changes L never changes Karen like he never changes they're like all the same. they're all the same and that's my complaint about that show is it's a cool concept with flat ass characters and from a writing point of view that's a big mistake
1: Actually the cop that ends up flipping out and shooting light. I mean he has like
3: Okay, okay, one. One character <laughs> I know, and he's not right. even right. and he's not yeah. even like that. Yeah main hey, of a
1: character.
2: Hold on, I just have to size i um, I just have to say this. You you think I won't like Code Geos, whatever. You don't think that I would like Evangelion and I love it so far, so I think you just well, need to take you those words and it. Oh you ain't finished it yet. You Doesn't ain't seen matter. shit.
3: Well,
0: we fair. have eight episodes left, though. We only but, have and eight, and one, I still
3: love it. And that one would be interesting for you guys because it's a 50-episode series. So it's okay. its two seasons of 25 episodes apiece. Um, it's got mechs in it, but it, that's not the focus of it. So it's. Uh, but they are part of the military hardware, and they're part of the strategy. Like different types of mechs are good against different things and stuff like that. So I actually really enjoy
0: its use. It was fun. I actually got to teach a Gundam genre was about mechs, and she didn't know that Gundam was like guns, Uh, you know, shooting with guns, you know, Gundam. And it's called Gundam because of the 1979 mobile suit Gundam. Yeah, that whole series basically revolutionized mechs in anime.
1: There's a couple of different Gundam shows. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's there's, that, there's large, nine. And that, No, that, there's more than that. Was there more? Okay. Oh, yeah. There, well,
2: and this but is it was why, the wing one, right?
1: Well, yeah. Gundam the Wing 90s, was the... That's the most popular. That was, the most that was popular. The really popular. Yeah. But
3: this goes to show you why Evangelion was so important, because it took Took that surface concept and it went in a completely different direction. I
2: like the direction that they have taken, though, versus just, like, putting on a big suit and shooting people. I mean, I would watch other Gundam ones. I mean, I would check them out. I would be open. Kogios
3: would be a good one for it's you. It's the same
1: thing with uh, Trigun and Bebop, though. Is like it. Evangelion goes in a very real direction.
3: Very real direction.
1: And uh, so does Bebop.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I I would argue that Bebop and Trigun wouldn't have happened had if Evangelion had not. Right. Because even though you could have these abstract anime and film version, when you're trying to do Japanese broadcast TV, Evangelion, that it was the first for that, to really just break away and do something so radical. It's definitely...
2: Time. I would say it's definitely different. Like, I... In watching Evangelion, for sure, I'm like I've definitely felt like this. This isn't like any anime I feel like I've ever seen before in subject matter. Um, Just even like I I think, especially in like the psychological standpoint of it, and just how just odd it is too. And maybe there are others out like it now, obviously. But I mean, but just watching it for myself, though, I'm like this definitely. I think that's why I'm so drawn into it is because. And I, I not to offend anybody, but I think a lot of animes are along the same lines and same concepts, oh, and yeah. you know what yeah. I'm saying, styles and everything. And so it's it's a breath of fresh air for me to have something to have completely, something different, yeah, that's completely different. That I'm like, because that's why Steins Gate drew me in so much, and why I fell in love with it. Because I'm like, this isn't your typical you know, Shonen, Gundam, whatever type. Like, it was so different to me. And and so I really appreciate animes like that, which is why I think I've loved Evangelion so much is because I've never seen an anime like it. And so I'm like, well, I gotta know how it ends. Like, I'm so fully invested. And even, like, Bebop for me. Like, I know I've been comparing it a lot to Trigun, but even it feels kind of different to me, too, which is why I think I'm also so... Into it as well, because it, like you guys said, with all the like multiple how they pull from so many different movie genres and stuff, it never feels like any episodes get stale. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Well, and I think, though, as you keep expanding your anime library, though, you will find that. On a, on a big picture scale it does feel like a lot of animes are the same and Especially i understand when it comes what you're to saying. like
1: shonen and that's the big
0: right yeah and i've felt that way before but once you but when you take a deeper look at each one for what they are and what they're worth yeah there are going to be similarities always but
3: well and this is why i don't like people who are reductive with things because here's the thing there are about 6 Six story types in all of human existence. Six. like mm-hmm. right? yeah. Every story can be reduced and broken down to one of six basic archetypes. And that is it. So that's why I'm not a big fan of reductive reviewing or something like that. Review it for what it is instead of just being like, well, this was just... Humans are not as creative as we think. We take two things that already exist, and then we combine them and, and make there's something novel. Like a novel. select
1: few people that are actually creative, and
2: we're always inspired. But Our creativity pulling... is inspired by others' creativity, and so on and so
1: yeah, forth. Yeah, everybody's inspired by somebody. I mean, or you think something.
3: about it, the Epic of Gilgamesh is still influencing people to this day, right? Like a story that's thousands of years old, right? There are, I mean, Homer's the Iliad and the Odyssey still influential to this day you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I mean it's just the thing is we as humans we're good at recombining ideas we're not good at making something that's just radically new in well, yeah,
0: because, I mean, I could be reductive and say, oh, God of War ripped off, Homer, you know? <laughs> no, <laughs> like, but that's that's exactly it, my point. Yeah, was, I
3: mean, I could do the same thing and just be like, oh, hey, Star Wars A New Hope is just that fucking samurai movie with laser swords. Or right. people I can't remember say what it's that, called, but you know what I mean? Like, yep. everyone talks about how heavily influenced by it it was.
2: Or people say Harry Potter is just Star Wars, but with wands. But kind that, of and
3: thing. that's yeah, generally and, thought of a lot of the A
1: lot of times is like a, uh, people applaud that when you, um, especially if you're, uh, pulling inspiration from something, something that everybody already loves. Yeah, but so you get people, my point
3: is that a lot of people lack nuance when they approach things, mm-hmm. and I'm not a big fan of people that just try and reduce it to one to two basic. To fix the
2: basic, because every like story bone, sounds like the foundation. The basic foundation can be lame. It's what you build on it, which is why I am such a character driven person versus plot. You know what I mean? that's how
0: you have to watch anime because anime is one of those mediums that is very easy to be reductive with. Look at Dragon Ball Z. That would be one of
3: the greatest examples. Here's a guy who's a total dumbass who just fights people and gets stronger. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and yet you lose but it's, all it's the those, characters that I yeah, love. I don't, don't give a shit about that. Exactly, yeah, because yeah. and right. that's my point is like DBZ is a great example of a show that plot wise, I think we all agree. Plot wise, DBZ it's got a plot, but that's about it, right? It's mm-hmm. the villains, it's the characters, it's the fights. That's what we care about, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about how interesting the plot is because the plot's really not that interesting. It depends on what.
2: It, yeah, I was gonna say like even like Frieza. His plot isn't necessarily all that great, but his evilness makes him great. With Dude. Cell, that storyline is definitely better. The plot of that with Doctor Jero and, and the, the Androids, Red Ribbon Army
3: and all that. Yes,
2: like they did great with plot, you know. And then the tournament, and then even like Boo. I think the plot definitely falls flat for me with that one. Um, but the character development and you get fusion and, you know, all kinds of different stuff that's outside of it. And so that's why mm-hmm. I always say, you know, like plot doesn't matter so much to me if the characters behind it are phenomenal. Well, and
0: that's the realization I made with the comparison with Bebop and Trigun. Why mm-hmm. I said, you know, it's like the way they have developed these characters already in these first 10 episodes, yep. how they've presented them to us. How they are so beautifully come to life, like, with their voice acting. You know, even though, you know, Vash's voice actor is a legend in in himself, you know, that was one of his earlier words. That was his first. That was his first. So, you know, it's one of those things where you don't get that with Bebop. Or I mean with Trigun, like you do with Bebop.
3: The thing I like about Trigun is I like the ideas it's exploring. <clears throat> the idea of you've got a guy who's a total pacifist who's forced to shoot a motherfucker in the head and deal with That Trigun. is an interesting... He goes through, and the ideas that Trigun explores are, to me, what make Trigun good. Like I think, yeah, it's not perfect, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, oh. I can at
2: least give them credit for the fact that... like. They made me fall in love with Wolfwood and Millie. They at least got, even if it wasn't my overall favorite, they at least got me very invested. They got me very invested into two characters, which, like I've said, as a character-driven person for me was just, that's why I was so
0: distraught. Well, yeah, and that's the point I'm making is that Trigun fell flat, though, because it took Twenty episodes to get to that. Well, Whereas yeah, in the but... first ten of Bebop, oh, I'm telling you right now, something happens to Spike, going. I'm going to
2: lose my shit.
0: But you know what I mean? It's already flowing, and you but I already think, have a general interest. I think more. with Bebop, though, they knew how they were going to end it already. Yeah, they started. Well, yeah. They like we were they saying
1: are... about Trigun is that it felt like. He, he didn't go- know where he was going necessarily. Right. And then, Whereas
2: Bebop, they already knew. Yeah, like, they
3: this had is a beginning,
2: we're... middle,
1: and end
3: already. And, figured yeah, out. and I will say this about Evangelion. Even though Hideaki Anno said he didn't know where it was going, I actually disagree. Like, I think that if you watch all of Evangelion, all of end of Evangelion, like if he didn't know where the fuck he was going, goddamn, he planted the right seeds because they grew. To, it grew the exact way that it should, and it ends in a way that I thought it, you know, was in fulfillment
0: of. Well, and I you think know. that just speaks to him as with his talent as a writer. You yeah, know, he can
1: think. improvise. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, you throw loads.
2: Oh, my God. But you Ooh, won't
0: like-
3: actually see it till the end of Evangelion. You won't actually get to see it.
2: And I don't mind that, though. I don't mind when seeds are planted as long as we at least get, even if it's just a little bud well, of it's like growth. The,
3: uh, it's like the religious imagery. A lot of people will say, oh, he just threw in a bunch of religious imagery to make it seem complex and all that. But then I sit there and I research what the tree of life is. And then I look at Human Instrumentality Project and I look at all and I'm like... No, this all fits perfectly. Like even if it was a random gag on his part, it fucking worked. So
2: like he almost like he knew what he was doing. Oh yeah, know, uh, like
3: thing. like I said, I just got done rewatching it. All blitz through it, and I'm like, yeah, like this fits better than even I remembered from last time I watched it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We got to wrap it up, guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right right. yeah. Sorry to. I mean, this is a good one. No, this oh, is oh, yeah. definitely
2: a good one. I'm super excited to finish it out and. Yeah, see see what we think of it once it's all said and done. I think yeah. you'll
1: have a way better opinion of this than Trigon. and then we should uh
2: start discussing what we're going to do next. Do next, yeah. yeah. Maybe Samurai
1: Shampoo. Um, that's what I want to watch. Yeah. We could do that. Okay. And For I sure. think you'll like that too. Yeah, same I will try
0: from Bebop to that. So. I will try. I have it's a lot seen, like Bebop. I've seen the
2: first couple episodes and I wasn't a fan. No,
0: you're thinking of that. You other were thinking, one. That, oh, yeah. You sorry, already, never yeah. mind. Okay, we, we discussed that. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah not the one right. you think. Yeah. Okay, never mind. No, uh, it's <laughs> I a will lot, go into
2: it with no preconceived it notions.
1: Together. It's yep, a lot like Bebop. Cool. All
2: right. Awesome.
1: All right. Send us.
0: Alright, well, like Mick Hale said earlier, check out thecomiczone.com, especially for the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 episode. That's a pretty good one with Chelsea, Bill, Mike, and Sean. Um check out our YouTube channel as well. You can check out thecomiczone.com for the podcast, or if you want to see it hot, live, and heavy, go to YouTube. Um check out our social medias. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is the Comic Zone presents Dragonese Balls. Anything you guys want to add before we close this up? Nope. Keep nope. it black. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Keep it jet black. You're going to carry that weight. Black.